All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think we're live. Happy Monday to you. Happy Labor Day to you for those of you that are in the U.S. and maybe celebrating the holiday. Uh, I know, believe it or not, we happen to have a podcast episode on a holiday. And uh, I hope you can actually maybe relax a little bit and take the time to enjoy this. And by the way, if you are joining us on the live stream today, make sure that you follow us at Instagram.com slash podcast. Um, to keep up to date with the upcoming live streams. We're going to put out one to two a week. And uh, for those of you that are not live streaming with us, also follow us and come join us sometime for this conversation. It's a really cool opportunity to be able to actually engage with the guests, ask questions, comment. You can send us funny emojis. Uh, just be part of the conversation. We'd really love for you to be able to do that. And so again, follow us on Instagram at Boca, B-O-K-E-H podcast and uh, keep up to date with the upcoming live streams. We'll announce those times and days uh, every Monday there on the Boca podcast. And well, really, that's it. I want to introduce a brand new guest today on the podcast. I'm here joined with, joined by, I should say, Rebecca Jones. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me here on the podcast today on a holiday. Well, and we should have just done this in person because we're so close. I, we were just talking about that. Yeah. So Rebecca's in Knoxville. I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're about an hour and a half or so from each other. And so, yeah, actually, an in-person podcast would be really nice. I haven't had the opportunity to do that in a little while. And uh, so maybe we can connect at some point. For, by the way, for anybody, I was talking with Rebecca about this before we got started. But for anybody who's never been to Chattanooga before, it is really we were talking about how it's grown up over the last, say, 20 years or so. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. We've got a great waterfront, an outdoor scene, one of the biggest uh, freshwater aquariums in the U.S., and um, really cool restaurants to go hang out, some cool hotels. So, yeah, highly recommend Chattanooga if you ever get a chance to come and visit. Rebecca, uh, we're going to get into what I think is a really important topic today. We're going to talk about how to prepare. We, we can talk about the idea of outsourcing or delegating, hiring um, but before that process even begins, you're bringing some big ideas that photographers should consider before they get into that process. And I told you before we get started, I'm a huge fan of principles. So I'm excited to have you here to talk about that. But before we do that, uh, give our listeners a little bit of background introduction to you, yourself and your brand, if you don't mind. Yeah. So um, I'm Rebecca. <laughs> I'm a mom of four. And honestly, I was in the event industry. I'm a 15 years um, event pro doing all sorts of, event, of events. And, you know, when you start having a family, it's hard to do those funky hours. So, you know, how can I work from home but still serve the creatives and kind of be involved in still the event industry? So I fell into being a VA and ultimately an operations manager for wedding professionals. So I go in and help wedding pros, photographers, really any kind of creative go in on the back end of their business and help them get streamlined, organized, and, you know, do all the fun back end stuff that <laughs> doesn't get a lot of attention sometimes. Yeah. Fun. You say tongue in cheek a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, you said this before we got started. I've certainly said it before on the podcast that workflow is not the sexiest topic in the world. It's not the thing that draws people in first thing we want to, you know, photographers want to know how to make more money to book more clients. But what I think a lot of photographers miss is that when we talk about workflow, of course, number one, it affects every single photography business owner out there. Number two, putting great workflows, great systems in place is actually what largely enables photographers to grow their business, to get more clients, to make more money. And again, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit, but I want to pull up your website here while we're introducing your brand. And for anybody listening in, if you just go to Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, Jones.co, you can learn a little bit more about Rebecca and her brand, Rebecca Jones Solutions, Smart Strategic Systems and Operations Management for Wedding pros. And um, Rebecca, 
let me let me kind of get into the conversation just right away here. There is, I think there's a lack of natural tendency for photography business owners to think about systems. Um, a lot of photographers refer to themselves as artist types, as emotionally driven artist types at that. And when it comes to workflow and systems and structure and organization, like that's not their natural tendency, right? Like you look at the average photographer's desktop, um, it's a, a mess of icons and files and everything just kind of strewn all about. And I think that represents a lot of photographers in the industry and certainly no judgment here. But why do you think there is that tendency for photographers not to be drawn as much to or to consider organization or structure? Well, I think you kind of said it. It's, um, you know, they're so focused on serving and being in their craft and being creative that, you know, I think that's just part of the kind of the left brain, right brain type dichotomy, you know when you're creative, that logistics and operations side doesn't kick in as much. I mean, there's certainly people out there who have that nice medge, medge, uh, merge of, you know, characteristics. Sure. But I think mostly creatives, they want to be creative. They mm. want to serve and put their art out there and, you know, work with the clients and not necessarily deal with the boring stuff in the back end. Yeah, I, I mean, I have that tendency when it comes to actually some of the some elements of my business as well. I'm, I'm naturally a little bit nerdy. I like to be organized. I have, for example, I use Evernote. Are you familiar with Evernote? Yes, I think my husband uses it at some okay. point. Well, it's, it's a piece of software that allows you to manage notes, documents, and um, I've been using it now for 10 plus years and I've got, I think, over 17,000 documents in there, something like that. <laughs> I, I know, and it sounds funny, but I mean, that's the kind of, I'm a little bit nerdy when it comes to workflow. So I do tend to lean in that direction, but I can also think about some of the mundane things that aren't tied directly to the growth of my business that I tend to put off or I ignore, uh, avoid doing because it just it doesn't seem exciting. It's not tied to the big ideas, the exciting goals. And so mm -hmm. I, I get the, the, the tendency, but as we talked about before, workflow affects every single photography business owner, right? How we behave day in and day out, the things that we do in our business, that is workflow. And that workflow may be organized, it may not be, but if it's not organized, if it's not efficient, we may be spending more time in our business than we need to be, number one. Two, we may be limiting our growth because we're so caught up in the busy work that it distracts us from focusing on the things that will actually grow our business. One of the things that I think gives us the most leverage as business owners, though, is delegation. Um, we, we've talked about, you know, we use the word delegation, outsourcing, hiring ultimately is what we're talking about, where we assign a particular task or set of tasks to somebody else or to another company, whether in-house or outside. And that is also something that photographers are pretty apprehensive about. And I'm curious why you think that might be. I've kind of found that when you start a business, you know, you have this great idea. I'm, I'm this, I love photography. I'm going to start out and like start serving all these wonderful people, you know, capturing their lives, capturing their stories. And that's what you're focused on, you know, and it's your business, you're, you're doing it. And so I think you there's a hesitancy to outsource and delegate because there's depending on what you're outsourcing there's going to be lack of control you know you can tell someone all day in and out like this is how i want you to do it but ultimately you have to trust them to do it and what you want them to do um so you know will they do a good job will they represent you and your brand well do you trust them you know it's a lot of things that that come out of your control and i feel like when a lot of people start businesses they tend to be control freaks, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you want it done your way. 
Well, and actually, I, I, I think I would venture anyway that that tends to even grow more as, as a photographer develops their business and they figure out more and more for themselves and the workflow that they want and how they want their images to look and how they want various elements of their business run. I think there's a tendency maybe to even get there to become more of more control freaks, um, to, to become more, uh, I guess, less malleable, shall we say in their day-to-day -day workflow because they assume that this is the way that things need to be done or else. And, and this, this kind of extreme mentality, really, like I have to do this thing or my client's not going to be happy when really there's been little to no indication that the client has in any way considered any of these elements of their business and that it will affect their happiness in any way. <laughs> where, where do you think that, all right, Talk to me a little bit about the psychology, I guess, behind that. Like, If a photographer is considering the idea that they might want to hire somebody or they might want to outsource some element of their business, we'll talk about some of the areas that we can, we can outsource here in a second, but how do we move past that tendency to want to control so that we can give up some of that work and, and let somebody help us manage the workload associated with running our business? I think you have to really, it's, it's probably a bit of a mind, um, switch you have to realize that once you can outsource something or hand some part of your business off to someone you're gonna have more time you're you have the opportunity to make more money there's an opportunity to grow your business if that's what you're looking to do um and ultimately like i f i feel like you know when you're a solopreneur um you're doing all the things and whether you're slammed or you even have a handful of clients there's a lot going on there's a lot you have to manage for your clients. There's a lot you have to handle for your business. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a lot to, to take on. And, you know, when you have someone else to kind of step in and partner alongside you with your business, I think it frees up brain space and can relieve a lot of stress in that aspect too. So you have to look at it as from a different viewpoint of how is this going to help my day-to-day -day life? How is it going to make me better in serving clients and building my business? Yeah, well, that goes kind of back to the principles, the big ideas behind why, well, first of all, and maybe this is going too deep for the, for the sake of this conversation that anyway, I have limited time, but what the way that I like to look at uh, or approach the conversation about outsourcing is first to step back and, and consider what it is that I want out of life, because that then should translate to the way that I'm building my business, which should then translate to the, to the choices that I'm making about how I'm spending my time each day. And certainly the choices I'm making about what I delegate or not delegate. Um, so I think it takes that effort to take a step back and to look at the principles driving my behavior, which is a really great segue um, to actually four big ideas. I know that you're going to share with myself and, and our listeners today about what to consider before beginning. Again, we can call it hiring, outsourcing, delegating. We're going to hand something or considering handing a task or a set of tasks over to somebody else or to another company. What should even be considered before we begin that process? Um, and so I want to get into that here in just a second. Uh, by the way, Rebecca, we've got a number of people streaming with us here on this uh, podcast today. And, and Alex is actually chiming in from Kenya. Hey, Alex, thanks so much for saying hello. That's really, really awesome. And for the rest of you that are listening in, they're streaming, watching live, please don't hesitate to, to join the conversation, ask questions, comment along the way. But Rebecca, go ahead and take us to those four steps to more effective outsourcing or delegating, if you will. Yeah, so the first step, I think, is really figuring out what your business goals are. Like, why do you want to hire? Why, Whether it be contract, outsourcing, delegating, you know, however you want to label it, you know, short-term, long-term. 
what's your first business goal? Why, why are you wanting to do this? You know, is it because you want more time? You want to make more money? You want a bigger lead generation, bigger following? There's a lot of things to consider. You know, are you thinking about building on your business? Like you want to open an, an education business arm to your business or something, you know, what are your goals, whether they be short term or long term, that's going to affect who you delegate to and what you delegate to. So I think taking a lot of that into consideration is the first step because, I mean, there's so much you can delegate in your business. You can pick anything and just run with it. And I'm sure it will help. But, you know, if you want to achieve something, short-term, long-term goals, you have to start with that first. So when we talk about determining, and by the way, you may have seen me looking down. I'm taking notes here, and I hope those (laughs) listening and watching uh, will be doing something comparable as well. Whatever tool they may be using, I'm using a notebook. But uh, determine why you want to hire. What are your business goals? And we talked about that briefly just a second ago. But can you give an example of what a particular goal, how a particular goal might then translate to somebody's decision to delegate their work? Do you have a specific example of that? Sure. Um, well, let's do social media. That's an easy one. Usually, you know, if you get a lot of leads through social media, um, you want to grow, you want to increase your lead incoming lead generation. You may look at and say, okay, where do I get that through social media? Maybe it's Instagram because you post pictures and you have the captions and all the following. Well, you need to look at that and say, okay, what kind of person, what tasks do they need to do to do lead gen? Do they need to be following people? Do they need to send out DMs, having conversations? Um, what kind of things, you know, will make that a successful position to grow my lead generation? Right. And then, you know, that's what you start to build on. You're like, okay, this is who I need to look for. And these are the qualities that they need because this is what I want to achieve so I can bring in more money, get more clients. I think that's a really great example. It's super practical. And I think it's also a good example, too, of... Um, maybe we can call it baby steps for, for lack of a better phrase that a photographer might be able to take when it comes to delegating, because some photography business owners might be like, look, I'm just getting started. And I understand the significance of delegation of outsourcing of hiring somebody to do some of the work in my company in order to scale, to grow effectively, but I've got a limited budget right now. And I don't know that I can hire somebody full time or I can spend, you know, thousands of dollars a year to have somebody in, but maybe I can make small steps like having somebody come on 10 hours a week, for example, to help me manage my social media, to respond to all the incoming messages, to engage them in conversations so that we're not just simply copy pasting robotic answers back or, you know, having these robots that are automatically responding with the same response to every single person that's coming in. I, I don't, I don't think photographers really think about how that comes off and how easy it is to, to know when that is happening. Um, but yeah, actually hiring somebody to spend a few hours a week to do that, that may be a really great example of inroads in into this delegation process and also kind of help ease the photographer into learning how to communicate more effectively with that person that they are delegating work to. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail here in just a second, but I think that's a great example. So thank you for sharing that. So number one, we start with where, why do you want to hire? What are the business goals? We need to consider that because that will help us determine what it is that we are then going to delegate, how many hours we need to hire that person or that company for. And I think that's a great first step. Number two, what is the second step? So the second step kind of piggybacks on this one is evaluate uh, what you want to outsource. So kind of going along with that social media lead gen, you know, um, you know that you want lead generation. So you need to sit down and think about what exactly do you do for all that lead generation or would you like to have done for that lead generation and make a list so that you can 
specifically narrow down, you can't say just social media because social media encompasses so much. And so if you want a lead gen for social media, you need to be specific and write down what it is exactly you want. And if you honestly have no idea of like, well, what could I outsource? Um, and this is a great baby step too, is literally write down every single thing you do in your business, the littlest things, the details, and then go through the list and like circle what you like to do, X out what you hate to do. And then you can sit there and look at all the X's and say, is there a commonality there where someone, VA unicorns don't exist. Don't look for unicorns that can do everything because <laughs> you are, you're looking for like someone who's kind of like a jack of all trades and is okay at some things, but do you right. want someone who can do a little bit of everything mm. or someone who can actually be an expert in their field and move the needle along for you, you know, that you is actually making a difference in your sure. business? Let me ask you something, and I kind of want to push back a little bit, but I, I want your take on this. You talked about the idea of hiring out things that you don't like to do. My tendency mm -hmm. would be um, to take a step back, look at what is taking up the most time that doesn't require my involvement and delegate that thing out. Now, naturally, that falls likely into the area of editing, right? Editing images, especially for wedding photographers, but certainly for portrait photographers as well. That's most time consuming. Photographers will argue a lot of times that they like to edit, so they want to hold on to the editing. I like to watch Netflix, but it doesn't that like that logic doesn't work well if I want to build the life and the business that I want to. Right. So simply basing what we spend our time on, on, on our, our desires, our interests, our likes seems like maybe it falls short a little bit in the logic when it comes to making decisions about what to delegate, what not to delegate. But I, at the same time, I can also empathize with wanting to, to do the things that we, we got in this business for ourselves. I want to be my own boss. I want to do the things that I want to do, right? So where do you yeah. think the balance is between those two ideas? Sure. There's actually, you could categorize that list into four different ways. You know, things you like to do, things that um, you don't like to do, things that take up the most of your time, and things that, you know, you could pass off or things that you have to do and things you could pass off. So, you know, yes, that's true you also do have to look at time commitments because you may love being on social media and you know scrolling through Instagram and commenting and doing all that stuff, but is that a good use of your time? Um, you know, I always like to use the example of your time as a business owner, let's say you're worth $100 an hour, you know, and then you could bring someone in, a social media manager who maybe charges $30 an hour. So if you keep doing the social media management stuff, you're spending, you know, 10 hours doing social media management, there's three, what? I can't do the math now, $3,000 of your time doing social media management where you could be maybe editing or lead gen or working with, you know, your clients more, you know, so it's a, it's a matter if it, there's a lot that goes into what you do want to delegate because it is not just basically, well, I don't like to do this, but I like doing this, you know, and things like that. So, uh, you're right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that just, that's one that, that has gotten to me because I've heard a lot of photographers have come on the show and they've said that. And while I understand doing what it is that we like, and certainly that has to play some role in how we decide to spend our time, when I think about the bigger picture, and that's what we're tr talking about here, right? P principles that drive the bigger picture, I, I would tend to push photographers to take a step back and, and look at the bigger picture and consider what it is. I mean, actually back to your original point, what are the, what are the goals here? What am I trying to accomplish? And then what do I need to be involved with in order mm -hmm. to accomplish those goals and anything that doesn't absolutely require my involvement, then it seems like that's the stuff that I, I could delegate. I love the idea that, that you, 
brought up, which is to list literally everything that you do in a day. And I've suggested this to photographers before, not only making the list, literally from the time that they get up to the time they go to bed, because you can outsource and delegate personal stuff as well, right? Um, yeah. But then mar marking each of those things, proactive versus reactive. So, Proactive being something that actually drives my business forward, that it enables me to reach my business goals. Same thing with my personal life and enables me to reach my personal goals. Everything else can be delegated, automated, simplified. We can get rid of stuff that's absolutely that not that is not absolutely necessary. But those things that we understand are absolutely necessary or that, that we be involved in. Sure, we spend time in those, but it seems like the stuff that's most time consuming that is just busy work, but doesn't necessarily require involvement, like editing, for example, if you know, the average photographer spends 16 to 20 hours per wedding editing a wedding, but they like to edit. Now they're going to take up half their week editing weddings while they could be doing something that's actually growing their business. So I guess that's just right. why I have a hard time kind of making sense of the logic of let's do something that we like versus let's do something that is going to save us time so we can focus on the stuff that will grow our business. Maybe I'm thinking too logically there. No. And I mean, it does go a little bit deeper than that. I would say, I mean, you know, it's a good starting list to be like, okay, I don't like to do social media management. You know, I don't like being on Instagram scrolling and trying to make those connections. Can I outsource that? And, you know, the time consuming, and I think a good way to look at it, you know, is kind of that mindset of your time is worth so much more than versus, you know, how could I outsource this to somebody else, whether you sure. like doing it or not, sure. you know, you're losing money by doing the social media management yourself right. instead yeah. of outsourcing that. So, yeah. you know, that is a good way to look at it. Think about how much time, how much your time is worth mm. versus somebody else's. And is that... Is that trade-off worth it? We'll leave that hanging. That's a great question. <laughs> I want to jump to the third step here. And this is a really interesting one. Um, and you sent these to me ahead of time, by the way, just to kind of break the fourth wall a little bit. So I want to go ahead and read this <laughs> because I want to set this up. I think one of the most challenging elements of outsourcing, delegating, hiring is the process of learning how to communicate what it is that you want done. Uh, mm -hmm. It's certainly been one of the, the areas that is, I've found most challenging working with my team at Photographer's Edit and the other brands. And so in order to more effectively communicate, it's really important that we have systems set up, that we're clear about what is most important to accomplishing this particular task before we begin to delegate. If we don't know what we want, how in the world can we delegate? You know, we've run into this countless times at Photographer's Edit where we've had photographers have come to us and say, hey, look, we're ready to outsource editing. Um, here's our images. We're so excited to work with you. And they, they send us the images and they essentially cross their fingers and then they get the images back and they're not happy with them, but they didn't understand first what they wanted. And we, sometimes photographers will literally say, I, I don't know what I want. Just, just do your thing. We know you're really good at what you do. <laughs> and that's, we appreciate that respect, but at the same time, it's not surprising when we send those images back, they're like, Oh, that's, that's not really, really what I wanted they didn't know what they want wanted to begin with which then of course makes it complicated to be able to effectively communicate what it is that they want so i would love for you to ex explain uh, and break down the significance of establishing understanding your own systems before you begin to delegate i think it's super important yeah i mean let's say you decide to hire on a virtual assistant you know or even an assistant in-house whoever you know someone who's going to come in and take care of some admin things um how productive is it going to be? Like, you're just going to say, Hey, Rebecca, do my email. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it how I think 
think you want it done, right. you know, but you're not going to be happy if I'm responding to clients, you know, all sassy pants and not, you know, with some, some kindness and, you know, um, you know, whatever your voice may be, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think having a clear picture, you know, chances are, this is my theory is that everyone has systems already in their business. Um, whether the, uh, they're effective or optimized is another question. Um, so, sorry, my son just came in. Hold on one second. <laughs> no worries. No worries. If, while, while Rebecca is taking care of her son there, I, I just want to kind of review pushing the wrong buttons there. I want to review what, what we talked about so far. So number one, if you're going to consider outsourcing, make sure that you consider what it is that you're trying to accomplish. What are your goals as a business? Why do you want to hire somebody in the first place? And, and hopefully at the root of that, of course, is the desire to grow and to scale our business without burning ourselves out, right? That, that's what drives the consideration to hire, to delegate, to begin with. So that's number one. Number two, evaluate what, you, what it is that you want to outsource based on those goals. And then number three, have your systems set up and clear. And of course, that will enable you to more effectively delegate. And that's what we're talking about now. And I think we've got Rebecca back with us. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Go ahead, Rebecca. Sorry about that. No worries. Okay, so um, if you, you know, I'm in your email. And if there's not a process that you want me to communicate with your clients, you know, you're not creating the best um, customer experience for them because I don't know what your process is. And so you need to have an idea. And I think I was saying this before I got interrupted that everyone has a system in their head. Um, whether it's optimized and efficient is another story, but you're already doing something a certain way. That's your system. Um, and so you need to document that out. You need to write it down. You need to record yourself brain dumping it, video, audio, whatever, but you need to document it somehow so you can sit down and say, okay, that actually is how I'm doing it and that makes sense. Or wait, why am I doing it that way? It would be better to do it this way. Um, so I think getting it all out on paper is, a, is an important first step because then, you know, all these ideas and way you doing things just floating around in your head, you don't realize what you're actually doing half the time, like big picture wise. And so I think when you start there, you have a good foundation to give your person, whoever you're outsourcing and delegating to say, here's a good starting point. This is how I like to do things. This is how I cross my T's and draw hard over my eyes every single time. I want you to do it that way too. That's good. Oh, you know what? I just, sorry about that. I just hit the wrong, there we go. Got you back. Okay. I was hitting the wrong buttons here. <laughs> it's so many different buttons. What, what most, uh, what nobody's seeing actually is this massive control panel that I've got right in front of me here on my screen. And there's like any number of buttons or things that I could click on mistakenly. <laughs> Every once in a while I do that. We've been doing this for about a year now and I'm still like, oh man, I make sure I hit the right button. Okay. Just don't hang up on anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'll try not to, at least not hit the big X. Yeah. And, and X you out of the conversation. Okay. So having a clear set of systems, you bring up a really interesting point, which is that we already have systems in place. And I think that's a really good clarification to make that we all have a certain way of doing things. The question is, are we clear about that way? And then two, is it the most efficient possible? And then three, what of those things can we then give to somebody else to do? And it's certainly way easier to delegate when we are clear about how to go about something. And so let's first establish those systems so that we can then more effectively communicate what it is that we want done 
That is so, so big. We can't expect the person on the other end of that conversation to read our mind. <laughs> and it, no, I've yeah. been guilty of it and I've certainly experienced <laughs> it with, with photographers um, as well. So we have to be super careful about that. Okay, so then we've got a fourth step, Rebecca. And go ahead and take us to that fourth step, if you will. Um, so I think technology is a great tool to use when you are bringing on team members um, because phone, you know, emails, they, they can get lost. And so I think you need a central place to keep all your projects and communications and things you want done in a central location. Um, so my big push and my big um, thing that I um, recommend is a project management tool. Whether you use Trello, ClickUp, Asana, those are some of my favorites. You know, I think it's one way that, you know, you can put a task here and say, this is how I want you to do it. This is the date I want you want it done and keep any notes here so that we can all as a team go back and refer to what what you are working on, what the status is. You don't yeah. have to go and filter through emails. And, okay, where did Nathan say that he wanted this put? You know, yes. what did he say about this? You know, it's all in one place. And then you and I can go back and forth and have communication about, you know, if I have any questions, the status updates and things like that. Um, it just makes it streamlined. It makes it more efficient. Um, you're not sifting through emails. You're not trying to remember what he said on the phone or, you know, scrolling through text messages or things like that. So yeah. project management tool is my big recommendation for when you have a team. It's it can make a break. It's I think. huge. It is absolutely. And you're you're so right. I'm glad that you highlight how just ridiculous. I mean, for lack of a better <laughs> word, managing those conversations in email is when you just have email after email after email. Now you have to sort, go back through those endless emails to try to find where somebody said this thing and what, when it was supposed to be done and who should do it and how it should be done. And, oh, it's so frustrating for sure. So you mentioned um, a few tools, Asana, uh, Trello. I know that I've used quite a bit for years. In fact, I used a tool called Todoist. T-O-D-O-I-S-T mm -hmm. is another great one. I liked it for its simplicity. I know that a lot of photographers, when they get into this process of delegation, may be a little bit overwhelmed with the idea itself. And then they begin using a tool that has so many different moving parts. Now they've <laughs> got to learn to use a tool on top of learning how to delegate. That can get complicated. Todoist is a really simple UI, user interface, the user experience. And um, I highly recommend that as well. And that's a really great recommendation um, for any delegation delegation process and you know a little side note um and maybe you've seen this as well rebecca there are a number of crms that are super super popular in the photography industry and they're mm -hmm. great for managing the individual tasks associated with a client but they're not designed for that delegation process some photographers might be like why can't i just use that they're not designed to actually interact with those people that you're hiring out to so that's why these tools matter yeah and just to piggyback on that i will say um, CRMs and project management tools, I think, are the top two tech platforms I think a business owner needs, whether you've got a team or not. Um, a CRM is not a project management tool, although you could hack it that way. It's not the greatest way to, you know, it will manage your client experience to a degree, but it won't take care of the back. Like if you have projects on the back end of your business, it won't help you take care of that either. So CRM is client facing mostly like i think for the onboarding and offboarding portion but it's that middle part um that i think a project management tool is better used for you know team wise communication wise um project business the back end of your business part yeah yeah and it may sound nerdy to some of you listening in and i get it but it's <laughs> it's really huge by the way i've actually moved to using I, i've been a bit of a project and task management 
tool nerd, if you will, as well over the years. And I've, I've spent insane number of hours exploring all the different options. At the end of the day, simplicity, I think wins because it just makes us easier yes. or makes it easier to focus on getting the, the work done. Like we can be fancy about it or we can just get the work done, but having a tool in place to, to dump all of those to do's into number mm -hmm. one, and then to be able to easily delegate those out. is really important. Um, and I mentioned to do us, I've actually moved to using Apple's reminders app. And no. um, that's just for my own personal use. We we using a platform called Jira with our development team, and mm -hmm. um, that's been that's been we've been using that for quite some time now actually. And it's a very involved platform. Uh, I I like the Apple Reminders just because it's built into my own phone and I can use it that way. I can use it for the watch as well, of course. But it might be a little bit complicated delegating tasks out to somebody who isn't using an iPhone or an Apple platform. So it is important to use across platform tools that have already been mentioned, Asana, Trello, and Todoist are great options. We'll link to those in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. I, I really appreciate this very practical conversation, Rebecca. Um, and I know this is your specialty, organization management systems. So if you will just briefly let our listeners know how they can learn a little bit more from you uh, through your website or otherwise. Yeah, so the best way to um, learn more about me and kind of what I do is probably my Instagram. My website's a work in progress. Um, so my Instagram handle, you know, is up on the screen. And I think it's the best way to kind of scroll through, kind of get an idea of what I'm passionate about and how I like serving um, people, creatives in the wedding industry, photographers and things like that. It's a lot of I think I'll, there's a lot of information and it can be very overwhelming. And I think I talked to Nathan about this before. Ops is not super interesting and super sexy but you know that's my big mantra ops is not sexy it's the unsexy part of business that sure. you know it's not it's not super glamorous but it's so essential to helping you have a good foundation for growing and scaling and even if you don't want to do that just serving having a better business life and balance it's huge it's absolutely huge and the cool thing about this and we should have said this really at the beginning Organization structure and art are not mutually exclusive. The cool thing is we put the systems in place. It enables us to have the time and the space to practice our art and hopefully also to build a more successful business. So um, yeah. it can be both and. We don't have to go to one extreme or the other. And I think that's a really great thing. Uh, Rebecca mentioned, uh, it's up on screen. For those of you that are listening, it's Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A Jones, underscore solutions. That's the Instagram account. We'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Rebecca, thank you so much for making time for all of us today, for sharing with all of us. Really, really appreciate it. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us on this holiday, and we hope you have an absolutely wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for having me.